Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Okay, and we're live. Welcome to this special episode of I Date Money, Money Talks. I have a wonderful visionary panel of sales experts. Who does not want to know more about sales? So for the next 60 minutes, we are going to be digging deep into the brains of these sales professionals who have rocked the world and getting sales, being the top of their industry and sharing all of their sales secrets. So come in and join. And if you're watching this on the replay, Show it, give us some comments, show us some love, and be sure to share this episode with everyone you know that needs some sales talk in their lives. So, welcome everyone. Um, we're going to start off, we're going to introduce you all. So, I'm just going to start on my top uh, left, which is Danielle. So, Danielle, please introduce, our, introduce yourselves, tell us what you do. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, Lisa. I just want to congratulate you. Uh, I love what you do, like what you do helping women build wealth and just break down the stigma to sales is wonderful. And we need more people like you. <laughs> My name you. is Danielle Berzant. I am a speaker, writer, and presenter and a leadership expert. I just travel the country. And now I just found out this Monday that I have to go to England. Right after Thanksgiving, I got the exciting news uh, at an Anglican uh, Catholic church conference. Uh, the theme is inspiration in difficult times. And they reached out to me and say, we want you to just give our opening uh, day keynote and midday. So I can only, the conference is three days. I can only be there for two because I got busy schedules. So I'll be doing the opening day keynote and just the second day uh, workshop. So I'm very excited, very excited about that. And it's fully paid and they're playing for my travel as well. So I'm humbled and excited. So Thank this year, so since uh, we've come back, the country and the world has come back from the pandemic, I have seen my business that I started in 2020 just really take off as conferences and just workshops and webinars and have all started to come back. And there's a demand for speaking and people that can speak. And I've seen my business take off this year. I still, like you uh, and I talked on your podcast, I am not ready to go full in, I could uh, with what I make, but I'm not ready to do it because just too many variables, there may be a recession and all that. So I'm not ready to fully uh, go into full-time speaking and in business for myself. So I still have a day job in sales and I am the top salesperson in the company. 
And sales has really been the heart of my life. Uh, a sales position was how I came back from my traumatic brain injury and was able to get on my feet again. Sales is powerful mm -hmm. and it all starts with believing in yourself. And I'm Thank just going to so stop Danielle. talking right now to give people a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. I love that. Okay. Deborah, you're next. <laughs> Yes. So I'm Deborah Wood and I'm from Texas. And when we start talking about sales, I have done that for, since a very young age. Uh, I've been a teacher, trainer, coach from very young. I tease my mother kept children when we were little and she's like, you were always the boss. You were always the teacher. <laughs> you were always trying to get the next thing. So it started young. So I presently, though, am involved in several businesses and um working on the business for right now. And I agree with Danielle that, you know, the very heart of what you do, if you don't have a love for sales, bringing people into your pipeline, talking to passionate about what you're doing, yes. then the next piece of the puzzle in entrepreneurships gets more difficult ever before. Yes, so thank you for having me today. I'm excited, excited to visit with these ladies and, and share what I've done over the last 30 years. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. And I that's I'm excited to hear more about what you uh, what your personal experiences are. Denise, you're up. Hi, I'm Denise Perkins. Um, I am in the Seattle area and um, I am um, a selling and marketing coach. I um, come from a background of selling, as we all do. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but, but kind of kicking and kicking and screaming. I, I, I didn't realize I had been in sales pretty much my whole entire career until I landed in real estate and um, I was a realtor for 12 years and loved it. And I, I started in PR and, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do communications, everything. And, and, you know, and looking back, you're like, okay, guess what? That sells. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how my journey, but I was, you know, like no anti-sales, anti-sales. And then when I realized that for me, selling is um, connecting and building relationships and nurturing relationships. And when you're passionate about what you do, it doesn't have to be like selling at all. And you believe in what you're, what you're selling. Um, it doesn't have to be salesy or like selling at all. So I, um, after 12 years of being in real estate and I'm previously an entrepreneur, my own marketing business, I decided to coach. And so I've been coaching realtors for the past two, almost three years. And also I coach female entrepreneurs and I'm currently helping them to um, basically master their day so that they can take their business to the next level. Because I find when we, we're such passionate entrepreneurs um, and we love our business that we get all in and we get really excited about all the things. And when we kind of, you know, dial it down and simplify it, we can um, really excel and take our business to the next level because we're focusing on our clients and our people and what we're doing in our day-to-day -day and making sure that our return on investment is focused on what's actually going to grow our business. So um, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Lisa, for um, inviting me and very excited to get to know Daniel and Deborah and hear what we all have to say and contribute to this amazing topic. It's also my mission to take the yuck out of selling because yeah, yeah. I just, I, everyone, you know, I can't even use selling in, in any of my marketing. Cause I, I, honestly, people are like, Oh my God, what? I don't want to sell. And I just think that's like, 
hilarious because if you really dig down deep into it, it's just about connecting. So, uh, and which is my favorite thing to do. So that's, well, I love that. And all these thoughts are going through my head because it's like sales is sleazy and yes. no, I don't want to put myself out there. And, you know, it took me a long time to realize that sales is serving and what you have to offer. If you don't share it, shame on you. And so many of, um, of, of those listening, my audience, um, especially those in my clients, especially the, those that are beginning to launch, you know, or relaunch their businesses because they weren't 100% confident and what they were offering, I see that as a huge money blocker. Like if I can't sell my offer because I don't believe in it and I'll hear, oh, I don't have any money blocks. Well, then why aren't you selling your offer? <laughs> like what's really going on with that? So what is, um, can you describe your sales process from prospecting to closing a deal? And we'll reverse it. We'll start with you. <laughs> Me, Denise? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I, Honestly, prospecting to me is, I mean, not really a, a part of my, a word that I would use because what I'm trying to do is to create a, a an experience for my clients so that it's, it's, it's an automatic take my money, right? Like I'm really in tune with what my client needs and I'm creating an experience for them, for them to come in. So um, it's a lot about prospecting would be, um, you know, making phone calls and nurturing and developing relationships, um, and, and making sure that I know what that product is, um, that they're going to be receiving from me. So, um, so sale selling process is making sure that we're showing up. We're having a really, um, solid plan in our, our, our week so that we can, you know, be connecting with our, with our clients and then um, showing up in, in value, showing up in service, and um, being there when they when they need us in that in that process. So, I mean, it's that's kind of a short version of a lot of yeah. things. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, simplifying it in that you know how am I showing how am I showing up in value? I guess would yeah. be you know my answer to that. Thank you so much. How about you, Danielle? Can you describe your sales process from prospecting to closing a deal? Yes. And I think it all comes back to, I heard Deborah mention this and I want to give her kudos. It does come back to believing, truly believing in what you're selling. Because if you truly believe in what you're selling, as I do, as I always have, you're just going to want to share it. You can't keep it to yourself. That's just human nature. And most people who are oriented towards this industry, toward sales, I would say, not all of them, but most are typically outgoing. They're just people who like to talk, talkers, and they won't be able to contain it. They're going to just want to share because they know how it can help people. So that's how it starts, really. The prospecting starts with being so excited about something, you're just going to tell everybody you know. And from that, you have to believe in the product, but also be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it so you can answer the questions that will follow because you're going to want to share this and then people are going to ask you questions. Okay, what does it do? How much does it cost? Is it a contract? What do you do? And this, that, and the other. So you have to be able to knowledgeably and honestly answer the questions that follow from your prospecting. But it starts with believing in the product and being excited about it and just not being able to 
contain it. You're going to want to just share it and you can't keep a good thing to yourself. Nothing, nothing good is ever kept a secret. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Deborah. how about you? Can you describe yeah. your sales <clears throat> process from prospecting to closing a deal? Yeah. When you first asked that question, at least I was like, oh goodness. Now, really, I've got three businesses in this building. Now, what? Yeah. let's see, how do it, you know, my <laughs> mind was just spinning. Like we all don't have enough time. But you know, we really, first of all, to Denise and Danielle, great answers. But when I think about really my buyer's journey from prospecting to all the way to, you know, I talk about fortune and the follow-up. You've got to have a, a process for every, you know, little step of the way. You know, really compare it to, I, I like to say it's just like farming. And, you know, when you farm, you know, you can decide to plant one little seed or toss it into the wind and hope that it grows. But you know, a true farmer will put a seed in the ground and they'll cultivate the dirt before they do that. They'll get it ready. Mm-hmm. They'll put the seed in, then they'll water and they'll pray for rain. And, and the list goes on and on and on what the farmer has to do. So we, when you talk about from the beginning to the end, that process to me starts at the very beginning. And I don't know who said it, but it starts with a relationship and you never know where that relationship is going to go. I talk about selling and sharing and whatever word we want to use today, you know, almost like I compare it to tell my girls that I coach, I say, you know, if you've got a good book or a new shampoo or a good movie or something, you can't wait to tell people about it. Like exactly. 24-7, yeah. you're picking up the phone and saying, go grab right. it before it goes away. Exactly. And, and so when you do that, when you start that process of really, one of y'all said it, sharing, being yeah. passionate yeah. about what you do and sharing, planting that seed. And then, of course, it all goes, you know, that I'm a big person in that process of following up. Uh, I'm a fast paced person. And, you know, the people who do business with me, they're the one that serve me. Lisa, you said it. Selling is serving. Yeah. And I've got one girl that like I, she will not let me run out of my morning shake. I mean, she places the order for me. I don't know if she does it for everybody else, but she does it for me. And I'm never running out because she's calling saying you want chocolate. You want strawberry. You want vanilla. I got you. She got my credit card on file. She's serving me at a high level. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about that from beginning to end, you know, it it we can take it a myriad of different ways today. But for me, it's planting that seed. It's not expecting that seed to burst and me to get that sale. You know, again, now we all are coaches. And when we coach, you know, like some people want to post one time or email one time and they're like, it didn't work. <laughs> How many times did you do it? And they're like, once. I'm going, well, we got to do it a few more times. I'm just saying, you know. And so just, just cultivating that relationship wherever it lands until and until sometimes, I mean, you get to the end, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a no, not for now, but it's just having that process along the way to say, you're my people, you're on my list, and I'm going to cultivate that and serve you. I love that, Lisa, serve you until we get to whatever desired outcome we're coming to. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I Thank love you. that analogy, that farming yeah. analogy too, and that creates, I mean, yeah, it's so good. It was, yeah, it drew, such a beautiful picture came in my mind as you were speaking and um, you know, like planting seeds, you know, cause I, I, I tell my husband that all the time. He's like, Oh, you were on calls all day. Did you make any sales? I'm like, I'm planting seeds. seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know, you know, Lisa, that brings to mind for me. You never know where that next big plant's yeah. going to come from, where that next, I mean, in the least of ways, I'll, Mm-hmm. I don't have this on my I've got a short story on a trade show one time that this little couple came up to me and I thought there is no way they're going to purchase what I've got in this booth. I mean, I had prejudged them 
from long down the trade show aisle. And it was when I was first starting business, my very first one. And, you know, I remember them. They were a little couple from Tennessee. And I I mean, like, I probably, as bad as I hate to admit this today, total transparency, probably wasn't going to spend a lot of time on because I thought they're not buying from me today. And I'm telling you on that trade show many years ago, probably 30 years ago, they got the checkbook out. They wrote me a pre $1,500 said, here, we're going to pay for our order before it ever ships. It's the way we do business. And they were the biggest blessing to me. And so for that, you know, you just, you never know where that seed yeah. is going to, is going to take. Yeah. So and I always love referrals. Those are my best friend. Mm. That's well. I was going to say part of that whole process. And when you're talking about cultivating that, building those relationships is creating that, those raving fans, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we're following up and we're checking in and, and, and you never know where that business is going to come from is, is that, that follow through is so huge and, yeah. and checking in with, with former, former clients or clients that might, might need you again. Right. You just never know. You never know. Yeah. Okay. As an independent insurance broker, I get a lot of referrals, especially mm-hmm. for Medicare. And I'm like, yes, thank you so much. I love you all. <laughs> it's the best compliment one can possibly receive. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So next question, we'll start, um, we'll go with Deborah this time again. Um, (laughs) What do you believe are the most critical qualities or traits for a successful salesperson? I can't wait for this one. (laughs) Most successful. You know, it comes to me, Lisa, the first thing I think about is be you. Ah. Be you. You said it. There are people out there wanting what we have. But we may not be able to serve everyone. Reminds me of, I'm a member of the John Maxwell team. And I'll never forget the first time I landed there. And he was teaching a a mastermind. And I was supposed to be offering the same mastermind. And I thought, nobody's going to listen to me. Who's going to buy from me if the man himself is offering the course? And one of my mentors looked at me and said, you know what? There's some people that aren't going to resonate with a 70-year-old man. Mm-hmm. they're going to resonate with a girl from Texas who's going to keep their energy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that spoke to me so highly. And so to me, one of the most important traits you can have is be you. There's a list of them. I mean, I'm a firm believer in keeping my word, being honest, do what I say I'm going to do. And the list goes on and on. But the most important one to me is be yourself, be you, be true to you and be true to your customers. I love that. Thank you. Danielle, how about you? What do you believe are the most critical qualities? I'm containing myself for this one. And this will make or break any salesperson. And it does not come back to the qualities that are most often talked about. Really what sales comes down to is self-confidence. You have to have that self-confidence. You can't have any insecurities because that will, that will struggle. That will cause you to struggle in sales. Like, Customers will see right through that doubt, that insecurity. You have to get rid of all that if you're going to go into a sales industry. And it starts with, I say this and on one of my platforms, sales starts with making the most important sale in your life. And that's selling yourself in the belief in your own possibility. You have to believe that you can do it. You can have to be honest, like Deborah said. Honesty is so important because anything you say will just come right back at you. You have to be honest to be a successful salesperson. You can't sell people snake oil and you have to believe in what you're selling and it's going to show through. People will see right through you if you're not being honest and people will see right through you if you don't have that self-confidence. 
So self-confidence and honesty would probably be the most important traits in a successful salesperson. And you just, if you're going to sell, you just got to look at yourself like, I don't know, go through a course. I would say people who, because we all struggle with insecurities and you just got to rid themselves to take it to the next level in your career in anything, but particularly in sales. So just do some self-talk, like go through a course, like whatever you need, therapy, just do what you need to do to get rid of those insecurities and you will shine. But uh, self-confidence and honesty are the two most important traits in sales. Love that. Thank you. Denise. I, um, I agree definitely with the authenticity is, was what I was going to say, just being often authentic to who you are, sharing your gifts, showing up in value. And when I believe you're passionate about what you do and, and, and you have that, that confidence, that self-confidence in your product or service, um, it's a lot easier to show up authentically and do not compare yourself to others. And, Mm -hmm. and in a world of female entrepreneurs and realtors, um, eliminating insecurities is a tall order, <laughs> especially when we're, you know, seeing all the things that everyone else is doing. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like having that belief in yourself and 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 your and what in that conviction of what what you have and what you have to share and what you have to give and do not um, keep your gift to yourself, like we we're talking about before. I just, you know. Um, showing up and, and being authentic and, and, and giving out, giving your gift and that value that you have. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, I'm, I'm going to say females because that's who I work with mm-hmm. hesitate to do that. It's like, they want a script. They want that template. Like, this is what you do on a sales call. And I've taken, I've, I've probably been inundated with courses and, and, you know, people telling me I've worked with different coaches, not a sales coach per se, but business coaches, business strategists that say, okay, on your sales call, this is what you do. And they always talk about letting them tell the story. And like, for me, I'm like, I'm a type of person that's like, pull the bandaid off. Let's get down to it. You know, I'm really, I'm really don't want to listen to their story. And that kind of puts a blocker on it. So how would you approach that? Like if somebody was just learning sales or they were mastering sales or they felt that sales was their, you know, was the thing that's blocking them from getting clients because they Mm -hmm. weren't sure how to authentically show up as themselves because they have all these things in their head. They've taken all these courses and they're like, oh, I'm not sure what to do. So who would like to answer that one? I think I'll take a stab at this. That's why I think it really starts with your product knowledge. So you have to just rid yourself of what you learn, forget all the scripts, and just learn your product that you are selling and presenting to people in and out. Be able to answer all their questions, know why it benefits them, why somebody should buy it. And I, I'm a firm believer to then go to the next step. You should probably buy the product that be a owner of whatever it is you're selling. You should probably have purchased it and have used it yourself first. That, that's always a tip. Uh, you need to be a customer, but you need to know your product so you be, can answer all those questions. And people mm-hmm. who just want to rely on a script, that comes back to just a lack of product knowledge. They're not comfortable with answering all the questions that could arise and anything can get thrown at you, but you should be able to answer any questions. So that will 
when you have that product knowledge, that will eliminate the need for a script because you'll just be able to just speak from your own experience as a customer or just as an expert. Yeah, I love that. That's a great viewpoint. I love, I'm going to jump right behind her and say, Danielle, I love that. You've got to know what you're selling. You got to know what you're sharing. And Mm -hmm. then you've got to be willing to, I'll take a little dive on that one. You've got to be willing to, if you don't know the answer, you've got to be willing to say, you know what? Don't know, but I'll get back with you. And so that starts that customer service, serving support that that we all know has uh, got to be top notch. The next thing on me that that comes, Danielle, behind you, right behind you is sharing, knowing your product. But then you've also got to ask some great questions and listen. Mm -hmm. And you've got to listen to what that customer needs and wants and what the what the barriers may be from them saying yes to you. Mm -hmm. And then the last part of that and where I find when I work with my clients, you've got to be willing to ask for the sale. You've got to be willing to say, are you ready to buy today? Is today your day? Uh, so oftentimes we get to that point and we hum ho around that point, you know, mm-hmm. saying, well, they didn't say, and I don't know. I'm like, did you yeah. ask? Exactly. Did you ask them to join your group? Did you ask them to buy the house? Did you ask them, you know, if they were ready to say yes? And so all of those things combined together to me, then tied up with the bow and learn each time. I, I've been doing it a long time and I've got something new to learn every day. There'll be a, a situation or a message. And I'm like, I could have handled that a little different. I could have answered that a little bit. Next time I'm going to do this. And so always continuing uh, being willing to be coachable and learn is, is huge in my book. And yeah, I'm going to follow right behind Deborah with one more thing. And just reminded me, yes, that's a great point. And then not only asking for the sale, be ready to ask too. If you sense that hesitation before they get to know, because that's a lot of times a blocker, you can't push people too far. So before you get that rejection, what I like to do is just, I can sense it. You can sense the body language. You can just sense the hesitation. I just come in with a question and I want to know, this is just uh, something I say, uh, can you tell me your hesitations about the product or making a purchase today? I just will ask the I'll preempt the rejection by just asking them a question, throwing it back in their court so I can answer a lot of the questions because they may have misconceptions. They may not be knowledgeable enough. And a lot of people just don't like to talk, really, believe it or not. Like that's hard for us as salespeople to tell. A lot of people just don't want to talk and they're just hesitant and they won't ask the questions that they have. So I'll just get it out of them. I'll just ask them, tell me what your hesitations are. I can see your little hesitant about this just tell me what why are you hesitant what are the what are your doubts like what are your questions about this so I just ask them a question to preempt the rejection because I can sense it coming and I want to make sure I they know everything about it before they say no so a lot of times I end up with a sale because I answered a question because I asked them a question before they said no yeah Uh, that's a great approach thank Mm -hmm. you Denise so I approach this a little bit differently just because I am working with entrepreneurs. A lot of, not all, I mean, most entrepreneurs never wanted to ever be in sales and and the idea of them having to be outgoing and talk about their stuff 
and, you know, ask for the sale is, is super stressful and resistant to them. They're just like, no, I just love what I do. And I just don't people want it. So, so I work with them a lot on building that framework. So the sale becomes super, super easy. So obviously we work a lot on mindset, like what's your mindset around selling. And, and when you, when you kind of can acknowledge that that's really going to help selling. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, when we know the purpose of our business, the purpose and the why of our business, it helps that process. It helps us kind of be feel really confident about, okay, well, I'm going to share my gift because I have a really strong why. The next thing that I work on with them is to have a vision. Like what's your vision in your business? Where you want to get to and, and your goals and be really strategic and clear on that. And then the next thing, which was one of the most important is to have clarity, clarity on who your ideal client is, clarity on what your offers are, um, really super clear. And, and that's knowing your product, right? Like knowing exactly what that transformation is that your client wants to create and make um, and achieve what are the results that they want. You know, that's that, that product piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being really knowledgeable and knowing exactly what they need and what they want from you. And the next is like having a really good strategy. So what's my strategy? Where am I out? Where am I going? Who, wh- how, how am I being visible? I'm be- getting out there, right? Like talking about my, my stuff. And, um, and so when we're, when we have a really good strategy and we're. Oh, we lost her. We lost her. I saw her freeze. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, I, and that first second, I was like, you know, that commercial for the internet commercial inside. So I'm like, okay, is that me? Okay. Or <laughs> you're, back. Me. you're back. You're back. Welcome back. Yay, Denise, you're back. Oh, we don't have your volume. <laughs> we don't have, you have to connect to audio. So me go out and come back in and connect to your audio. Me? Or just, oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yay. Okay. You're on a roll. Oh my gosh. I, I, I broke, I broke the, the zoom. <laughs> yeah. You were just so you good. You were saying something really down. good. I was on a roll. I was talking with my hands. I got yeah. how you were. <laughs> got it. Can you tell us what I'm passionate about? Uh-huh. So, yes. so anyway, what I was saying, I think was the strategy piece. Like once you have your strategy and you know where your people are finding your ideal clients, and, and having them be attracted to you and exactly what you want and what you're, what you're selling is easier. And so that sale, that sales call doesn't have to be so salesy or so difficult or so challenging because that person's already there. Like they already know, they're probably, probably pretty convinced that they want to work with you. They just need to have that sales call. And, and, you know, and if it's not the time and it's not, it, it, it isn't, working, then, then we just still go to still create those raving fans. How am I still going to provide value for that person? Maybe they're not ready now, but guess what? They will be. Um, I I truly believe that if they're our our, our ideal client, Mm -hmm. and then I totally agree with the asking and listening. I mean, that is like crucial to a creating clarity, right? Like we need to know what our clients need from us, what they want from us. So my, again, my goal being to make that sales process be, um, so much more effortless um, because we're doing our homework before it even gets to the sales time, if that makes sense. So yeah, total sense. Thank you. Oh so, yeah. So call to action, call to action. Don't forget your call to action, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you, you, all of you kind of alluded to this, but I'd like to dive deeper into it. 
because I know a lot of people who go on sales calls and they don't close the deal. So how do you handle objections from potential clients? And I know the two most common objections are, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, and we know that's the blanket lie. Um, so what's, what's, the, what's the truth and how do you handle those objections? We'll start with Danielle. Okay, thank you. So this is something that uh, I have gotten better with over the years as I've grown. And I will say it requires, if you're gonna be, and I didn't realize this at first at the start of my career in sales, and I've done sales for the past, over 15 years in various forms. I didn't realize this at the start, but now I know that it requires a great deal of emotional intelligence. So when somebody is telling you some very personal things, oh, they don't have the money, and that may not, as we both know, people make money in time for what they value. Mm -hmm. When I hear that, I just think, I throw it back on myself. Instead of mm -hmm. just immediately calling the person like, calling the person becoming very confrontational or telling them, no, I just say, okay, people value, people make time and money for what they value. So if they don't see that they have money or time for what I'm offering, I haven't convinced them on why it's enough of a value. So that is, I take that as a personal challenge to me. Okay. I just want to then create that conversation on why what I'm selling is important and the value of it and just show the need. Because people will always find the time and the money for what they value most. Mm -hmm. So you just as a salesperson has to have to take that challenge of, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. Not now. That's on you. You didn't show them why what you're offering has the value. So you just ask those questions, ask those probing questions, a, a polite, emotionally intelligent way to come back to that is just start asking questions. So I'm like, okay, I hear you say that you don't have the money. But may I ask, uh, what other type of product like this that you, you may be spending money on already and don't realize that it's a waste because my product is better and it's going to replace what it is you're wasting money on over here. So that would be kind of just a delicate way to handle that. But you can't be too, you can't be, you, you, you run the risk of being rude or too, that's mm -hmm. why salespeople get a bad name. Like, <laughs> I want to <laughs> be rude or too confrontational when somebody's telling you some very personal things. Because from then, from their standpoint, they're being honest because they don't see the value in what you're offering. So they don't have the money for it. Because I, I, I don't have money for snake oil either. You see what I'm saying? It's just, you yeah. have to show the value in the need. That's so true. Thank you, Deborah. Excuse me. Yeah, Danielle, I love what you love what you said because uh, preach by that too. If I didn't do my job to begin with, mm -hmm. to really probe the ask the great questions as Denise said and listen to those answers and mm -hmm. be able to be clear on what really I'm offering and how I'm going to do it, then it could be a no. And sometimes it is a no for right now. Yeah. And I agree with you, Danielle. Sometimes salespeople just get this bad rap because they're mm -hmm. like, they just hounded me till. And there's a fine line, I believe, in serving and supporting and keep keeping people in your pipeline and following up. And so I compare it sometimes, again, when I get those no's, we don't like them, but we get them. Yeah, get those no's. I compare it to, I've got all the analogies. I live in the country, girls, uh, to fishing. And, you know, when you fish, you got to keep throwing, you got to reel it in. You got to put new bait on, you got to throw it out, you got to yeah. reel it in. And that's the way I teach my coaching clients. I'm like, it's like fishing. You've got to throw your reel in so many times before mm -hmm. you catch a fish. And sometimes it's the first and sometimes it's taken 10 times 
15 times, 20 times when you least expect it, somebody call, picks up the phone and says, I'm ready. I need, yeah. I, I need to talk to you. But mm-hmm. I always compare it. The no's, yeah, I've got to do my job. And then if I do get a no and when I get a no, then I've got to make sure I've got a good process and a good pipeline to be able to keep them in my circle if they don't choose to fall off, you know. So I've got to have that process in, but then I've got to keep going. And Denise, I love what you said. So solo entrepreneurs now are really my jam because that we can get, you know, by yourself in a, a home office and it's doom and gloom before you ever picked up one phone or, or did one email, you know? Absolutely. And so just continuing to take that action to me is where I, when I'm coaching, it's you've got to take that intentional messy action to keep going because if not, it's just a recipe for disaster. Love yep. that. Yep. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as far as objections, I, so being in as a realtor, I mean, everyone knows how much it costs. So it's your, your objections are a little bit different, right? Like, um, and, and so I'll, I'm going to talk in two areas because entrepreneurship is a little different as well when we're selling a service, but as, um, so again, providing value, I mean, just how am I consistently showing up and providing value and showing those people that they should work with me because I am the person to, you know, serve them best. Mm -hmm. Um, And and real estate's a challenge, right? Because you've got your, your, I mean, a hundred percent selling yourself. And, um, and, and so that really becomes that relationship and that, that nurturing and showing up continually and consistently. And so, um, we, I, when I coach my client, my real, real estate clients, that's a lot of what we're doing is, is following up, showing up continually, you know, how can I provide value on a regular basis? So the, the objections are a little bit different, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of different objections, but a lot of times it's just that, you know, that you weren't there, you weren't, you weren't in their face for them when they were ready to buy or sell. to to pick up the phone. So you just always have to be top of mind. Um, And as far as like, you know, when you have a service-based business and you're an entrepreneur, I'm again, really super clear on being super transparent with what my pricing is. Um, You you know, we're on a call, you know how much I charge, you know? So, so the money objection, a lot of times isn't, isn't a, isn't a thing. Um, because if I, again, if I've done my job and I've shown my value and I've created an offer of exactly what my clients need, and I'm going to give them that result and give them that transformation, um, then they're coming to me, they're ready to buy. So hope, so a lot of times those objections can be eliminated if we do our, our homework at the beginning and you don't even have, and if you're super clear on what you're offering, you get on a call with someone and they're, they're already where do I sign? So mm-hmm. that's, that's I, I believe that that's dealing right. with an objection can be done at, in the beginning of the process yeah. before they even get on the sales yeah, call. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's awesome. Did you want to add to that, Deborah? Did you have something else to share? No, I was just saying, and those are the fun ones. You know, those are the days that when you get, you know, they pick up the phone or you get that email or you, at least as you talk about that money gets in the bank. I mean, like those are the days entrepreneurs live for. You're like, yes, there is a God in the sky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially the ones that you've been doing is pay is finally. That's right. You know, because 
I don't know about y'all, but I fertilized quite a bit of my uh, quite a bit of my clients as well. I've planted the seed and I've watered and we've mm-hmm. sunshined on them, but I've mm-hmm. had to fertilize on them too. And so when they come to fruition and you see that and they call you back, I mean that's it's just fun. I, you know, again, and as Danielle said, you know, we got a bunch of salespeople on the phone today, on the call today, and I. We can talk about it all day long. Give me somebody, give me somebody to talk to because I'm ready yeah. to plant the seed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to do it. Let's just go for it. And yeah. and it really is a, a big eye opener for me because and as we're on today, you know, you mean everybody doesn't like to do this? I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, my girls in my office, I teach them calling methods and they're like, them, you know, we have a cowbell that we ring in here when we get something, you know, and they're like, it works. If we call them back and say, are you out? It works. I'm like, it does. I mean, let's just do that. <laughs> Those are fun days. Those are fun days. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a joy to be able to sign on and to work with your ideal client, your best oh. client. I mean, the fulfillment, it's not even about the money. It's just knowing that you can help them, that you can give them the results, right. you know, that that you know that they need and they're it's life-changing. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful concept. I always see it every time I make a sale, I see rainbows and sunshine and walking on clouds. That's my vision for, and I get up and do my happy dance. It's like, woohoo. And, you know, it, it doesn't even matter the dollar amount of the sales. I mean, in insurance, exactly. we sell all kinds of things in my coaching business. You know, there's a, a few different packages and it doesn't matter what the, the amount of the sale mm-hmm. is. It's just the joy of, yes, they said yes, yes to themselves yes. or investing in themselves. And it's such a beautiful way to take care of ourselves, you know, yes. and, it's funny because entrepreneurs always come in, like everyone's always talking, oh, be, you know, make multi six, seven figures and, and have all this money by being an entrepreneur, walk away from your nine to five and do this and do that. But no one tells them that they have to, you know, like market and sell and <laughs> do all the tech stuff. You need the and, trash cans. Yeah. And everything you else. <laughs> You're doing all those. To fertilize and plant. That's right. Get my fingers dirty. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who gave the solopreneur that laundry list? And, you know, and everyone starts off as a solopreneur. It takes time yeah. to build a team and it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of things that we see online, especially are misleading thinking, oh, I made six or seven figures overnight. Oh, no, no, you didn't. No. Let's hear the backstory. Let's hear like, the years yeah. of tears and the days that you cried yourself yeah. to sleep and all that good stuff. But that's another podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> another time. But that yeah. is a true one that you I agree with never, you. You'll never, work as hard for anybody else that you have to work for yourself yourself yes. so there you go. <laughs> 100% 100% so how do you ladies prioritize your sales activities and manage your time effectively so sales isn't consuming your entire schedule and we'll go with Denise first oh okay <laughs> and it's so funny that I mean that's basically what I coach my clients it's you know I have the da- um, the daily seven success strategies and how is it that you show up every day? I'm really big on, you know, recognizing working on our business and versus working in our business, in our business being wh- when we're making money and really being clear and, and identifying the best strategies for you when you're working on your business. So and, and we have to work on our business every single day on business being marketing, business development, you know, client attraction, um, all of those activities. Um, so I'm, I'm really um, a strong proponent of doing what, what I call a CEO meeting every day. And I'm really focusing on 
not every day, sorry, at the beginning of the week. How am I, how am I planning out my week? What are the t- tasks and activities that I, I need to do? What, what was successful last week? You know, and how am I going to do better this week if I need to? Um, and so we need to show up and um, be on our agenda every day. Um, and then the other steps of our daily tasks are, am I, am I showing, am I, when I'm showing up, am I creating value for my clients? Am I showing up in service? Am I being helpful? Am I, how am I making my clients feel? Um, how am I getting visible being the expert? Am I, you know, where am I out there? Where am I talking about my thing? Um, and then that can look so many different ways. Right. Um, and then how am I connecting with my clients? And then how am I building raving fans? And, and, and so the big part of all of that is having that strategy that you know that um, is, is drawing in and attracting in your clients. And then for me, it goes back to just building that really strong framework of your business where you, you have clarity of you your vision, you know your why, so that you can focus on the things that are important and you can be in your zone of genius the most, which is why you do what you do, right? Like you don't want to be working on your business all the time. You want to be working in your business. So, so how do I maximize my time so that I'm working in my business, doing the thing that I love that I can do, Mm -hmm. you know, with my eyes closed, how, you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's really figuring out that best strategy and where your people are and how you're going to be drawing them in and attracting them. Um, So hopefully that answers the question. (laughs) Thank you. Deborah, how about you? So good. So good to be. Yeah. You know, when I'm coaching solo entrepreneurs, I, Denise, you nailed it. I mean, you know, we're working on our business or in our business and us oftentimes as a solo entrepreneur and, you know, you're in your business, you are in the thick of it and you cannot see who is it, Les Brown, that says you can't see the picture when you're in the frame, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where people are headed. And so I feel like, well, you know, at the top of the list every day, you've got to find some revenue generating activities. Because so oftentimes when you look back on your day, you're like, well, I was going to do this. It's the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, you know, all over yourself. I was going to make the phone calls. I was going to start the email sequence. I was going to pick up the phone and call somebody. I was even going to go to the chamber meeting. And what happened? I'm sitting here now and it's five o'clock and I'm still in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. And so I just challenge my people to always look at at least three a day. You've got to have some revenue generating activities, intentional ones. It's not working on the email sequence and then making it perfect and crossing another eye and finding another picture and, 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 and it's like writing the email, proofing it, doing it, draft and get it out the door done over perfect any day of the week. And so I just always challenge my people, what revenue generating actions, what revenue generating activities have you done today? Yeah. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, today. Let's just, Let's call it. It's calling a spade a spade. Can you work on it? Are you working on it? Or are you trying to work on it? Mm-hmm. Because until I can get them in that mode, nothing's going to move. Nothing's going to move. So that's it. 100% agree. Thank you. Danielle. Yes. I think this is why I have not given up my day job, uh, the corporate job just yet, because I don't want to ever get into that space where I'm panicked. I'm looking, okay, what am I doing to earn that revenue today, like, well, I had a bad day. So what's going on? Like the sky is falling. I don't want to ever get to that point. And I don't know, I'll assess uh, as the years and I get just too busy to maintain everything like I'm doing now. 
I'll assess like what goes or maybe just transition as I'll probably have to do here soon, transition to part-time at the corporate job. And I think that falls into, I think, I would say most entrepreneurs and salespeople, I would always recommend when you start it, don't go all in quite a, like always have something to fall back on. So whether that means a sales position that comes with a base salary or just having something part-time while you grow that business, while you grow your sales career, have something to fall back on because getting into that space where it's just all or nothing, you're hundred percent commission, or you're just, if you don't make a sale or if you don't, your business doesn't go well that day, like you don't eat, try not to get into that position because that's desperation is how I think that's why sales sometimes gets a bad name because it has led some people to desperation. And we all know desperate people do sometimes like um, interesting things, just put it at that. And then, then that those things get to give salespeople a bad name. So try not to get yourself, don't back yourself into that corner. Like Deborah, I would say just leverage your income, like leverage your income streams whether that be having multiple businesses or having that day job like myself and the business, like something you can fall back on. So you're not just in a space where you're so desperate and you can't eat uh, if you don't make a sale. Yeah, that is so true. And I know a lot of times people will show up on sales call. You can just read their energy and mm -hmm. they're like, I need this sale. I, I, you know, I need, I need, I need it. And coming from a place of need doesn't get the sale. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it gets you the desperation. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing how our body language can convey all of that. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's been amazing listening to all of you, your, share your expertise on sales. I so appreciate you being here. And I know you all have mentioned your business, your, your service, your products, your things. So share your elevator pitch and we'll start with Deborah. Mm -hmm. Are y'all there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see everybody was kind of, they were kind of, everybody was moving a little slow and tell me what I'm doing. I was, you were cutting out during that time, Lisa. Ah, internet connections. Uh, right. Share your sale, share your uh, elevator pitch with us. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. Elevator pitch. I go into it. It's I'm Deborah Wood and I'm a multi-passion entrepreneur, a wife of 40 years. I've got two grown daughters and my latest gig is being a go-go. So I'm really having fun with that. And she is 17 months old and lives right across the pasture from me. So life is really different at this time as it was 30 years ago as an entrepreneur. But right now, speaker and training and coaching. So, so Solo entrepreneurs is really my jam. Uh, I, I love paving the path and holding the space for people because I've done it not once, not twice, not three, but I'm working on the fourth time of building multi-figure businesses. And so I just adore somebody coming and really being coachable and, and really taking and making it their own. Lisa, you alluded to it just a few minutes ago. You said, you know, people want, Danielle, you did too, said, they just want a sales script. They're just like, give me something in a box. It's like a magic pill and I'll take it and this will all work, right? And I'm going, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way at all. We take your strengths. We look at you. We look at things that you'd like to do, marketing strategies that feel good to you. And I'm going to stretch you outside that comfort zone. And we're going to get the first sale. We're going to level you up to the next business, whatever it may be. But right now, that's where I am in life. And I've got a couple of things that I also do around here. I do promotional products. That's what I started here 
And so anything that can put your name on it, we do that here from this office as well. And and uh, so that's fun too. And so the two kind of go hand in hand together, but yeah, have a absolutely. good time. You know, being in rhythm and flow every single day, adding value to people, starting with myself mm-hmm. is where I like to be every day. So mm-hmm. thanks for letting me share today. It's been fun. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Danielle. All right. So once again, thank you to you, Lisa, for organizing this, for having us all here today. And like I said at the beginning, I'm a speaker, writer, and presenter. And as we all know, I think on this panel, uh, the secret, the millionaire secret is six uh, streams of income. So (laughs) I do have my hat. I'm probably up to four streams right now, but I have a day job. My main streams, the rivers, are the day job and my speaking business. I'm also just partly affiliated with two other uh, businesses that I don't market or pitch. It's just you find me if you're looking for that particular service. And that's how I will always do those particular uh, businesses. And yes, I'm a speaker, writer, and presenter. And if anybody wants to know more about me or has any questions, go to my website, Danielle, www.daniellebrazant.com, B-R-A-Z-A-N-T. And I think you'll have links when you air Mm -hmm. this for everybody. So go to my website and there you can also purchase my book. I self-published my book about my whole life story and how I came to this uh, in 2018. Thank you so much, Danielle. Denise. Danielle, that's awesome. I am Denise Perkins and I help female entrepreneurs master their daily life so that they can take their business to the next level. Um, I, um, love coaching female entrepreneurs because I've been one for many, many years. And, um, a lot of my clients are in it and, and making some money, but they're just, they just, like I said, need ready to take it to the next level. So I work real, real, um, closely with them to build a strategy that works for them because there's so many different ideas and ways to do things. So by building that strategic framework that I talked about earlier with our purpose, our why, our clarity, the strategy, and most importantly, the support of amazing women and people like you all, it's like, we we couldn't do it alone. That's for sure. So (laughs) find your, find your tribe, find your people, because if if being an entrepreneur can be a lonely Mm (laughs) existence. So, um, yeah, so I just, I just love, um, the energy of, of learning about new businesses. And so that's what gets me going. Um, you can find me at my Facebook group. I do live you're freezing. You froze again. Now we lost your volume. <laughs> so the joys of internet connection. Like Zoom has <laughs> to Zoom has to misbehave. Uh, no, nobody can hear what I'm saying again. Now we can. Yeah. Now we can. You just now. Can. Now you're good. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Gosh, I love it. It's so funny. Um, okay, so I don't know. Facebook group. That's where I. Did anyone hear that? No. Okay. No, we lost you at, uh, you could reach me. <laughs> you can reach me at, <laughs> and now you'll never know. Um, anyway, it's part, of my, it's part of my, my allures that I'll never yeah, know. You left us, us on the edge of our seat and now we're all. I know, right. It's so yeah. good. Um, I, have, I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group where I do live trainings on all of these topics. Um, and it's, uh, uh, Passion to Profit, The Daily Seven is the 
is the Facebook group, Denise Perkins, Denise Cugini Perkins, because my maiden name is, of course, still in there. Um, but I think you'll find me selling a marketing coach. Um, and I love learning about female entrepreneurs and their businesses. I get so excited. And um, it, yeah, it obviously is my passion. So um, and I, I currently have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions to help you build a, a specific strategy for you and your business. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for being here. And for those oh, listening, you you've just gotten a sneak peek. So much. What's that? I said, thank you so much for having us. Oh yeah. My pleasure. I'm just so, I'm just so happy to um, showcase your expertise with the audience. And for those who don't know anything about me, I'll do my little elevator pitch. I'm a wealth activator, independent insurance broker, been in the insurance and finance industry since 1987. Yes, I'm that old, but I help a high earner, female entrepreneurs, professionals, coach consultants, Take a profit first. Implementing the money multiplier system is what makes you a millionaire. So today we've learned so many things about sales and closing the sales and just managing our time. And some of the key points, some of the key takeaways is fortune is in the follow-up, selling is serving, create raving fans, and referrals are our best friends. So if you're in the entrepreneur space tuning in, or you know someone who needs to listen to this, please share the video. Go and rate the show on your favorite uh, host site, Pod Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Share this with your friends. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.